Hello, welcome back to Andy Brothers. Your once a week lunchtime podcast. That's right. I'm Rhett. I'm Jason. I don't know why we keep saying once a week. It's so funny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sometimes we're three times a week. Right. Sometimes we're once a month. <laughs> You're we don't post once a week. <laughs> irregularly scheduled podcast. But the dream is that we get it regularly scheduled. I know that it's it's a far, it's a, it's going to be a stretch. But we get it regularly scheduled, all that sort of stuff. Stop beating off over there. <laughs> That's definitely what that sounds like. <laughs> no! Oh, just dropped it on the floor. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we so were talking about Star Wars. We were talking about Star Wars right now, and I said, Jason, you know what's strange is that the new movie, Force Awakens, Episode 7, uh, it takes place all in one star system. And he said, What? That's not true. And it's I not said, true. I said, I That's swear. That's impossible! To- <laughs> <laughs> um,. Uh, anyway, yeah, so we're looking it up. Cause Good topical it, uh... question. Good topical question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. That se- does seem crazy, because why would they be in Jakku and then be running away and just be like, oh, we're just going to pawn skip over here to this other planet that's right next door. And then the other thing I'm curious about is is how I feel about that, similar to how people felt when the prequels were released. When all of a sudden you're like at the Naboo system and uh, like all these other planets that they show, like Felucia and yeah, what is that it? how people felt like going from the original trilogy to the prequels? They're like, ugh, too many new things. I don't think so. What are you talking about new things? I think we're just talking about proximity right now. Yeah, but also it's like the newness of stuff. Oh, like I don't like that I've read. So many fucking books and seen all the movies a billion times and there's no mention of Jakku and all of a sudden it's there. And then I grew up reading the books and Coruscant is the capital of the New Republic because where else would the capital of the galaxy be? <laughs> It'd be on Coruscant, right? Core worlds where there's plenty of alloy or plenty of ore and things to be harvested to create starships. Um, Although I guess... Wait, 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 look. Starkiller base origin point, right? Okay. Jakku. Okay. That's pretty far apart. Yeah, it sucked up that star and went to... Like, here's Coruscant. I thought Tatooine is further in the outer rim. I think it's like seven. Or is it? Yeah, that's like that's pretty far out. Tatooine? Right here, Tatooine, that's way up. Oh, okay, what's that other one? What's that one behind, below Jakku that I'm reading? Oh, Takadoma? Takadona? Mm. I don't know. What? Geonosis is in the Tatooine system? Yeah, right next door. It's the second second star, it says. I know, it seems kind of crazy. That's Naboo. That seems right, right? Naboo, Tatooine, because remember when they leave Naboo? Yeah, they go to Tatooine. Tatooine. They, like, limp there. There's Dagobah over here. Yeah, Dagobah's There's Bespin and Hoth, so Hoth to Dagobah wasn't that far. Nalhutta. Malastare. Kashyyyk. Onderon. Okay, yeah, that's making sense. Yeah. Ord Manteau. Mandalore. Here's Dantooine. Here's Yavin. There's Felucia. Yeah, I don't know. Does it show where Alderaan was? No. no. Why would it? 
All the ones are fucking gone. We should have the asteroid belt on there. But okay, so then where? What are the names of the other planets that they go to? Mm. Like, what's the name of the other planet that they go to in Force Awakens? Planets, yeah. Let's find out. Just find Control F Jakku and That's see. That's kind of thinking. Yeah. Okay, so Jakku, so and then they go yeah. escape. Reunited on the Falcon, skirmish aboard the. Aravana, that's... Yeah, the Star Destroyer, right? Meeting with Supreme Leader. Oh, Journey to Takodana. Okay. So that's what it's saying is way down here. Takodana's way down here. Oh. I mean, they're still in the same, like, region. Okay, and then that planet right by it, that must be... Ratatak? That must be the capital system. It gets destroyed. Yeah. Right, right there. Damn it. You passed it already. But it doesn't... No, no, no. Just exit out of that. You were right by it. What are you talking about? It showed... It was... I exited out. Okay, scroll up. <laughs> right there. Oh, that's Hos- Hosnian system. Okay, Hosnian system's the capital system. Yeah. Destruction of the New Republic capital, Hosnian Prime, and all other astronomical bodies in the Hosnian system. Okay. I'm an idiot. Well, good. It doesn't take place in the same system. Fuck... Fuck that. I'm yeah, glad. That makes me feel way I don't know where the Hosnian system was, but... Oh, Hosnian Prime, way over here. Oh. Okay. So these are all... That all is a core. Place. Okay, I'm okay then that Hosnian isn't Coruscant. Alright, cool. I'm glad it's a core system. That makes yeah. me feel better. Why? Yeah. yeah, why didn't I just trust them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like talking about some... Crap. I'm like, where did you even read that? They, not all that was in the same system. It doesn't make well, sense. Well, they destroyed the entire system of Hosnian, though. Yeah. That makes sense. Which is what I read. Okay. Well, yeah. But. And then the planet where. Ticonderoga or whatever. <laughs> not Ticonderoga. Tokodama? <laughs> that is where the resistance base is. That's where what's her name was, right? Leia? No, well, Maz? Maz, yeah. No. It's a resistance base, though, I think. I didn't think Maz's place was a resistance. I thought it was more of like a general neutral cantina type place. No, theirs is. But Leia and the resistance yeah. are on that planet. <laughs> By the way, we're on Wikipedia, best Star Wars reference. Uh, People yeah. take it very seriously. Oh, yes. Okay, so... What were we looking at? Just type in the planet that Maz is on, or whatever. Type in the planet, uh, Ticonderoga. <laughs> Takadama. Maz, Kanata, okay, so Castle. On Maz. Okay, Takadama. Click on Takadama. See what it says. When the resistance... It's not clickable. Oh. No, down there, by where it says Maz. Go down. Go, move your mouse down, right there to the left. Uh, okay, okay. So, Takadama... This is unidentified outpost. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Because if it was on the same, why would it have taken the rebels so long to get their X wings there to defend? Because they had to fly on to the uh, other side of the world. Now, come shut on. up. You think we could? They did a lot. Yeah. Do you think we could send? Yeah. Fighter jets to the opposite side of the world. No, on we Earth? can't. But we also can't travel to another planet at the same speed they can. Yeah, they're not flying at hyperspeed. They're flying in a planet with atmosphere. Hold on. Hold on. 
Just Google what planet is the Resistance base on in Force Awakens. And that's just going to tell you Takadama again. I want 25 unanswered questions, some stupid crap. Uh, no, no. Where's Wikipedia? I don't want all these crappy other sites. Here we go. Okay, there you go. But why wouldn't it be? Donna. She's Princess Amidala's... I always was like, why the hell did they keep Luke's name Skywalker? Why didn't they change his last name to Lars? <laughs> like, what the hell? You adopt him? Freaking Owen? And you're like, oh, we're just going to leave his last name Skywalker so when Anakin comes looking, he knows where to find him. <laughs> I mean... Well... Like, you break all ties, you don't leave him the same last name. Well, how is he going to hear about one person in the entire galaxy with the name Skywalker? Look, I'm just saying, if... If Hitler had a baby... No, this is a bad example. (laughs) Just saying, if Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, is out there, and you're like, hey, I'm going to raise his son... But I'm going to leave his name Luke Skywalker, even though we're kind of adopting him. He thought... Vader thought his kids were dead. That doesn't matter. Even if the kid's growing up and later hears about someone named Anakin Skywalker, he's like, oh, he's got the same last name as me. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe it's his cousin's kid or something. That's what I'm saying. You want to break all ties. No. They did it for Leia. Why didn't they leave her, her name Skywalker? Because when they wrote the first movie, she wasn't going to be Luke's sister. When they wrote number four or number one? When they wrote number four. There's one Luke Skywalker in the entire universe. And you think Darth Vader's going to hear rumors about him? Moisture farm on Tatooine? Obviously, he grew up around Old Ben. So? Who grew up around Old Ben? Luke. So, is Vader going to find Obi-Wan? No, this isn't about Vader finding Luke. This is about Luke finding out who his father is. Or, you know. Yeah? They should have kept that from him. Why? They did keep it from him. No. Old Ben told him about his father, Anakin Skywalker, being a Jedi. Yeah, that's because it was time for Luke to, you know, inherit his family history. Just seems a poor choice. Why? It was it was Obi Wan who put him into hiding, and Obi Wan who gave him his father's lightsaber. He recognized it was time for Luke to forge his own path. So here's what annoys me. They're on Endor, right? Luke's Luke's talking to Leia on the bridge. I mean, the forest moon of Endor, yeah. Yeah, and they're on the bridge after they're all chummies with the Ewoks. And she just, like, believes them? No, not that. When Luke's like, tell me about your mother. She's like, talks about her mother. Yeah. And then it's like, well, at number three, you clearly see that she dies before she would have any memory. Yeah. They would have the same memories of her. 
Maybe she just made it up. She didn't know. Yeah, well, it bothers me. It's not a hit on, on episode six, clearly. It's a hit on episode three. Like, fuck the prequels. <laughs> or maybe she was talking about Bail Organa's wife. Mm. I did kind of think that. Seems more reasonable, because where the hell is Bail Organa's wife? She's probably dead. Well, doesn't she say... Doesn't he say, like, your real mother? Probably. I don't think you need to look that up. <laughs> Here we go. After yep. Princess Leia, remember her real mother. <laughs> <laughs> Top Google search. How could Princess Leia remember her real mother? A little bit. When Padme Amidala died in childbirth. She replies, she remembers her a little bit, asks as a kind person, images mostly. Yeah, exactly. That person nails it on the head. There's no canonical explanation for this that is not a retcon. But wasn't episodes one through three at least a script? No. A story? No. What? He didn't have anything <coughs> written about one through three before starting on episode four? I don't know, because when did Empire Strikes Back, when did that become, like, when did they start giving it the labels episode four, five, and six? Because when Star Wars came out, it wasn't even A New Hope. It was Star Wars. It didn't become A New Hope until later. Oh. That sounds familiar. That's why when you talk to mom about it, she calls it Star Wars, and it's like, oh yeah, A New Hope. And she's like, yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Like the worst Googler no. I feel like. <laughs> I just, I swear to God. Oh, Star Wars, retitled in 1981 as Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. It was a 1977 American space opera. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <clears throat> okay. So it released May 25th, 1977. That's my biological father's real birthday. 1977 then? No, not 1977, obviously. There's a lot of people who have May 25th birthdays around there. I think Taylor and Lee's are like the 25th or the 26th. Charlie's is the, might be the 25th. I can never remember. So it only took four years for them to say, hey, this is episode four, A New Hope. Yeah, which, but that, you know. That's not enough. I mean, that should be plenty for mom to recognize that as A New Hope. If four years later they <laughs> called it that. Like if we watched... Uh... No, you wouldn't call something, like, okay, imagine in 2019, the 20-year anniversary of The Matrix comes out, and they decide no, to call no. it, they decide to no. call it, it's 20 years later, I'm talking about four years later. Okay, fine. Um, you would not change mm -hmm. what you called something, especially something that's, like, near and dear to your heart. I mean, I can't think of anything that came out four years ago, but... You would if it was near and dear to your heart, is what I'm saying. Because you would watch it over and over and over again. And each time you watch it, you'd be like, episode four, and you hope. The only thing that I think... It, it's a different era, first of all, because... Also hard because it jumps to episode four instead of just being episode one. Yeah. Because if it's the first one of something, you typically do just call it by what it is. Like, yeah, it's just Matrix. Like, if, yeah. if four years after Matrix came out, they were like, oh... We're coming out with a second Matrix movie called Reloaded or whatever. The first one's now called Matrix Origins. Yeah. Would you wouldn't call, call it Matrix it... Origins. No, you wouldn't! <laughs> <laughs> if no, they came out wouldn't. and said, this is Matrix Episode 4 Origins or something, 
I'd be like, oh, that's weird. And then people the hardly five and even six. call people hardly even call sequels by their names. X Men Two. What's the name of it? That's fair, but they call it X Men Two. No. X Two. But there's a name for it. I know, but I'm saying they still call it two or three. Okay, what's X Men Three called? Oh god, it's such a dumb name. But that's what I'm saying. You can at least attach the number. Star Wars Four. <laughs> But what I'm saying is there's a reason that she doesn't call it New Hope. That's fine. Because to her, it was called Star Wars. Yeah, that's fine. Now, 30 years later, 40 years later almost, yeah, it's Star Wars Episode Four because there's six other movies. <laughs> <clears throat> How a budget of $11 million. Box office, $775 million. Oh, just fucking crushed, dude. It, it was amazing. I mean, the movie is so revolutionary in so many aspects. Yeah, Gordon was telling me about when he watched it in theaters for the first time. I mean... I was just, like, mind-blown because nothing was like it. Yeah. It, I always like talking to my dad about that sort of stuff, too, you know, because, <clears throat> like, he was he was uh, 18 years old when um, 2001 came out, and he was... God, was he? Yeah, he was, and he, where was he though? I think he was still in Oregon, but he went and saw 2001 in the theaters. And it's weird because like my dad watches movies, but my dad doesn't go and see movies. Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's weird to imagine him going into a theater and him just like having his mind blown by like what's on the screen, you know? And 2001 was definitely one of those movies because it came out 10 years before Star Wars. And I watch 2001 and I think personally that the effects and, like, don't get me wrong, Star Wars had laser blasters, they had lightsabers, like, that stuff was cool. And the sound design mm -hmm. in Star Wars is unparalleled, even to this day. Yeah. I, I think I think the number one reason that Star Wars sticks out in our head is because we can imagine the sound that a TIE fighter makes personally, mm -hmm. perf uh, perfectly. Yeah. We can imagine the sound of the lightsaber perfectly. The blasters, pew pew, you know, like, all that stuff. It has such an iconic sound. Chewbacca, an mm -hmm. iconic sound. Pretty much cool. every he was cool to meet in Disneyland, by the way. Was he? Yeah. Nice. That's cool. He was like making the good sounds, and he was huge. Well, it probably had like something to make the sound, right? No, it was a guy. No. <laughs> was he just going like? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure they had like sound boxes because there was because Boba Fett and Vader each had like their sound box. You know, they only had so many things. I think they probably had buttons they could push for yeah. different scripts. Oh, yeah. Um. But what's cool about 2001, and, and have you ever seen 2001? Yeah, I think I've seen it once. I mean, just the special effects are so crazy. I mean, I, I for the longest time, wondered how... There's a zero-gravity scene where the, these people are walking, and they're on a space shuttle going from Earth to a space station orbiting Earth. And they have their Velcro shoes, so that's fine. It's like, okay, the Velcro shoes are holding them to the floor. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a scene where there's a pen floating in space. A pen floating in space in 1968. She reaches out and she grabs it and she uses it to write. I'm not sure I have seen this. It's worth a watch, but it's pretty long and boring. Yeah. 161 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> That's almost three hours. Yeah. <clears throat> Their budget was 10 to 12 million. 
Box office, 138 to 190. I mean, this was a spectacle. But when you're watching it, how do you emulate zero gravity in 1968? Yeah. Like, Star Wars just rooted around that problem by being like, spaceships have gravity. <laughs> <laughs> like, easy money. Yeah. There's no problem there. But... In 2001, they're on a space, like a, a plane, an airplane that's going into space, basically. Yeah. And there's a pen floating in zero G. I wrapped my head around that for ten years until I finally um, discovered how they did it. Yeah, they went into space. It's 1968. Shut up! They didn't go into space for the zero gravity scene. Why not? They didn't take actors into space in 1968. Yeah, but they had NASA simulations by then, didn't they? Because they landed on the moon in 1969. They clearly had some sort of training by 1968. Yeah, like they but they wouldn't space. have been taking civilians. No, but they were in space. They could have had They could like, have had simulators. Like the civilian space flights that even emulate zero gravity that take you up into the stratosphere and then you experience like 10 seconds of free fall mm -hmm. or whatever... Like, that didn't even come out until, like, the 90s or, like, 2000s. Yeah. <clears throat> Long story short, Jason, I now know how they emulated it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. You want to know? Yeah. They stuck the pen. They stuck the pen to a piece of glass in front of the camera. Mm. And they moved the glass <laughs> from off screen, mm -hmm. and it made the pen look like it was floating. So it kind of green screened it without green screening it. <laughs> yeah, which is genius. Yeah, it's genius. <laughs> like that's just the fact that somebody even thought of that. Because I wrapped my head around that. I mean, it's I similar to like putting it on a string on a fishing pole. <sighs> yeah, but even that would have looked so fake. Like yeah. I mean, I watched it, and I was like, is that pen computer-generated? And I was like, there's no way they had computer generation in <laughs> 1968. Yeah. yeah, they had neutral buoyancy simulators, but... <laughs> That's freaking underwater. No comment. <laughs> what? NASA has flown zero-G flights on various aircraft for many years. In 1959, astronauts trained in a C-131 Samaritan aircraft, which was dubbed the Vomit Comet. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Airplane weightlessness is limited to 25 seconds. <clears throat> but the lighting and a lot more of the special effects in 2001, they're so much more subtle. It, like, I, I personally like the lighting on the miniature. I, I imagine they used miniatures for the spaceships in 2001. I don't know. But the lighting feels a lot more real even than in Star Wars. Um, but uh, but there's a, and there's a few more effects that are, like, really trippy. Like, they have, like, there's one where the guy, like, runs, and he's on this loop inside the spaceship, and he runs, and the camera sort of just watches him from a fixed point, and then he's like, comes around on the ceiling... And he mm. comes down, because it's like a loop. Yeah. And he just runs, and he's running on the walls. Mm -hmm. That's a really trippy scene as well. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, let's close up some of these tabs here. Jeez, I got a
Oh yeah, so yeah, so I, was, I, was, I think we started talking about Star Wars because I was talking about playing Battlefront. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, Battlefield. Battlefield, yeah. Right, let's just call it Battlefront, it's cool. Huh? Cool. Well, let's just call it Battlefront. Okay. Because the name Battlefield is dumb. Yeah. So I was playing, yeah, number three. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was telling you about the different modes they have. So the one I was doing last night was uh, kind of more of like a, instead of like just all troops killing each other or all yeah. troops capturing things, there was also some that are like space, I think, and vehicle themed, but this one was like a mix of everything, it seemed. So it was kind of a, depending what side you were on, it was, a, there were like a couple ATATs, and they were, everyone was a, just a soldier <clears throat> to start out. And uh, these these two ATATs would just kind of start start a very slow walk. And, oh, that's cool. That's like Titan mode almost. Oh, <clears throat> you lose when they die. Yeah, you either lose when they die, or you lose when they get to their destination and blow up the rebel transports. Yes, dude, that's just like Titan mode almost. And uh, there's some things you can do to make them vulnerable for a time, and then you can like shoot at them, but then they become like kind of invulnerable again if they get their shields back up, I guess. Yeah. So the rebels have to go take over these checkpoints to disable shields or like allow their Y wings to come do bombing runs or do some other things. So there's little objectives while you're doing this to the big objective, and uh, <clears throat> while you're running around on the map, you've got your gun plus you got your pack of gear. And you can also collect power-ups. Well, I discovered uh, the other night that one of these power-ups you can get, I picked it up once and I was like, what the hell is this? It's like a, it was a, uh, it had a picture of like a, a Y-bomber on it or something. And I was like, huh, what does this do? Like, but it's in a Y-bomb. <clears throat> well, that's what I was thinking, but it had like a timer on it and it was counting down. And I was like, okay, maybe I gotta wait until this timer goes away. And I didn't try activating it and it went away. And I was like, what the hell? So I picked up another one later. And it was a picture of a uh, snowspeeder. And so I pushed it right away. And then my guy, like, knelt down and was like, okay, call it in a snowspeeder. And then I went into the snowspeeder, and I was flying around on the snowspeeder and, like, shooting things. Oh, that's kind of And then I picked up another one later, and it was AT ATST. So I took control of one of those, and I was going around shooting people. So it's kind of like a, a way for the game to kind of introduce, without just, like, putting vehicles out there for people, people to hop into. Yeah. Right? It's like a way of, of limiting how many there are and also making them feel like they're actual, um, uh, you know, kind of like power <clears throat> objects, you know, of like <clears throat> like a reinforcement or like a special type thing. And then uh, I haven't been one yet, but during these playthroughs also, the main heroes or villains can randomly appear. I don't know. It may not be random. Maybe it's like say, if someone, yeah. like in the other ones, it was kind of like if you were really killing it, yeah, you'd kind of be able to have the option of being Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader or something. But anyway, so you're like fighting along and I haven't been it yet, so I don't know what triggers it. If it's just like a random. But you'll just be fighting and it's like, oh, Luke Skywalker's appeared. And then you, someone has turned into Luke Skywalker and is going around just like killing people, you know. You can try to take him down and you get extra points for doing it. Um, I, I killed Boba Fett the other day. That was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah, he was like zipping around shooting people and I had like the little Jawa blaster it was basically like a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like no range, no accuracy, no refresh rate or reload time or whatever. Not reload, but uh, recharge time. Yeah. But high, high damage. So I just like blasted him with that a few times. He went down. 
Nice. He wasn't full health. Doesn't matter. But, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> it took him out. <laughs> That's cool. I get force choked by Vader all the time. <laughs> we run and we're like, oh, there's Vader, and I'll start trying to shoot him. And he's like, and force chokes me, and I die. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Because the, the heroes, like, I've done, uh, like, a training mission as the heroes, and they get, like, a, an array of special abilities in addition to their normal attack that recharges. Um, so, like, Vader has, he can hold up his lightsaber to activate, like, a blaster deflection, and he can just, like, hold that for a long period of time, pretty much, if you want. In fact, yeah. I was trying to kill Luke the other day, and he was just like, and killed me, just like, deflecting my blast at me. So they pretty <laughs> much do that almost as much as they want. It does, like, eventually they can't do that, but then it's recharges pretty fast. Um, but then, like, Vader has, like, force choke. So it's just, like, lock on anyone, click it, boom, they're dead. Um, and then he's got, like, a big power swing, which is uh, kind of dumb. Um, and then he had, uh, uh, what was his other... Ability. Oh, the other one is he throws his lightsaber out and just like slashes through people. No, oh, yeah. And then like Palpatine has like you know lightning and stuff, just kills people. And I haven't been everyone yet. I've been Vader and Palpatine uh, in just like the practice mission. But so far, I've seen like Boba Fett, Palpatine, Vader, um, Han. Yeah, I think I saw Han. Yeah, and uh, Luke. So I've seen those five so far. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, the game looks fantastic. I really wish I could play it, but could come over anytime. Anytime? No. Three o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah, actually, three would be perfect. Because <laughs> then we could play for <laughs> yeah. four hours before exactly. you gotta go to work. If you want to come over at three o'clock, I'll just wake up, be waiting there, I'll be playing. Oh, dude. One of these days at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, I gotta go to work early. <laughs> Zip on over. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure your family would love that. I'd be awake. I would just let you in. You gonna stay up? No, I'd wake back up. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Like we did when we would play... Yeah, exactly. Except in person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> For some reason, that just reminded me of the, uh, of the, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Dang it, the, like, LARPer guys. Yeah, guys Fear of like, Girls. Right. Yeah, Fear of Girls. Give me a roll. Give me a roll. Oh, so funny. So, how's the Magicians coming along? Jason's now reading The Magicians, the book. Yeah, which is kind of funny, because I was reading it on the the book that you got me, and then I, like, look over at my tablet, and I'm, like, pretty sure I've got it in my digital library. <laughs> Damn it. I've, like, had it on there for a while. Oh, uh, whatever. There's three of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got all three in my reader. That's right, I'm still reading it on the paper group. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, by buying it, I expedited the reading of it, so there you go. That's what I figured. I think we just proved that paper books are better than digital books. Because you've had this for how long, and then I get you the paperback version, and you start reading it right away. You could have, like, bought me the digital edition, and I probably would have been reading it. It was more of, like, a, well, you got this format, I should probably read it. <laughs> so it didn't really matter the format, I think. It's funny, though, to me, because uh, whenever I was reading it, I was always thinking about you reading it, because 
your self-prescribed, self-described love of uh, schools and books. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. I really like it in Harry in, Potter. Yeah, I like it in Harry Potter, and I like it Name in... Name of the Wind. Yeah, I love it in Name of the Wind. <laughs> and I like it in... Uh, um, oh, yeah. Richard. Wheel of Time, too. Oh. Wait, what? Richard? Richard. Oh yeah, Richard. Well, but he, yeah, the truth. but also too, and like the second one, he's just in the school that whole time. Yeah, and the second one too, in Wheel of Time, <clears throat> they're in the school. Remember, and then that's when Matt trains with the staff. Oh yeah, yeah to yeah, become yeah. good, and then the girls that's are just learning. Like an early part of that, but yeah, that's cool. Well, okay, whatever. And then the beginning of book three, Rand's learning to sword fight from Lan, and that's cool. I just like learning stuff. Yeah, me too. And. uh... Aragon, when he goes up to yeah. the elves and is training with them, that's cool. That's kind of cool. I like more when Brahm's teaching him about magic on the road, and they sword fight every night. Oh, I, yeah. I like yeah, that stuff cool. more. God, that movie was so bad, though. I wish. Ugh. I know. I was thinking <clears throat> about how bad that movie was the other day. Yeah. And I was like, I should just watch it to remember. <laughs> I tried that. I did, I did that once. I like watched it the first time. I think you and I watched it in theaters. Yeah. And that was like one of the first times I wanted to leave a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. We watched it there, and then I remember, like, years later, I saw it on TV, and I was like, I'm going to see if this is as bad as I remember, and I got, like, a half hour, 45 minutes in, and I was like, yep, can't even... Dude, the second book's pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, I went back and reread them last year, and the first one... The, last one. the first one's good. second one's pretty legit. Like, might even be better than the first one. second one's really good, yeah. Uh, <clears> the <throat> third one, a little weak. Yeah. A little weak. And I remember... the ending, and then they're like, actually, no. And then there's a fourth. Is there a fifth or is a fourth there? End? I don't know. I have the fourth one. Yeah, right. I have the whole set of books. I just and even what's even more interesting about it to me too is that like the quality of the first three books, like physically, is so nice. But I have the fourth one, and it's just like the quality of like the binding <laughs> and even the printing on the on the dust cover on the dust jacket is just like so much less hmm. than. The first three. The same publisher? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... It's just weird. And I couldn't get past even page, like, 50. I tried, and I was like, all right. And it was, like, kind of interesting, because they were, like, at this war camp. They were, like, waging war. And then all of a sudden, like, a whole army of werecats comes in, and I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh, man. The one werecat character was cool. Especially in the first book, when you first meet him, it's like, oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember now, yeah. An army would be really retarded. Yeah, there was like hundreds of them. <laughs> and it's just like, they joined up, and it was like, this is really dumb. I just felt bad for using that word, by the way. It's alright. All my words are getting taken away. Why? I don't know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Pretty soon you're going to be like, you can't say this is stupid. I know. I hate political correctness too, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely not trying to be derogatory. It's all right. Like when I say this is gay. I'm not putting gays now. No, you're just saying that this thing is homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because like the original, uh, you know, uh, definition of gay being like happy you know actually that gay has always meant homosexual but it was twisted to mean happy huh. like i read this coming out story from this <clears throat> author uh 
Like, I don't, I maybe I have my timelines wrong, so I could be a little wrong, but like, gay has almost always meant homosexual as well as maybe happy. But in the early, in the late to mid, mid to late 1800s, this female author wrote a short story and she used the word gay like 500 times or something. It was like every other word was gay. And you read it, and because of the era in which it's written, you're trying to interpret it as like, oh, she's happy or whatever. No, it was her coming out story. It was her way of telling the world that she was gay. Hmm. And even as far as back then, it had meant homosexual. Hmm. But not gender specific? So you're saying she? Yeah, she. Yeah, so interesting. Like a different word for each. Like, what's it matter? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Like if if gay just meant... I'd have to see, like, when the word lesbian came out. Yeah. Like, what's the difference? Homosexual can mean male or female. Yeah. If gay means homosexual, why can't a girl be gay for another woman? Why does she have to be a lesbian? I don't know. Lesbian is definitely a funnier word. (laughs) (laughs) Guess it's better to be like, ah, she's a Leslie. But notice that people don't be like, God, this is so lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, let's start this. <laughs> yeah, let's but, start this movement. But wouldn't it be different? You'd be like, how lesbian. Oh man, that was so lesbian. Because it'd be. Be what? Instead the of it opposite? being like, a, oh, that's a gay, like a downer. Yeah, it'd be like the opposite, right? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, we can start damn. that. Yeah. That was sick. That was so lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that was so lesbian. Did you see the new Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, lesbian, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. That should be the title of this one. <laughs> so lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll make sure that's uh, that happens. Uh, where was I going with this though? I don't know. I don't even. Oh, we were talking about Aragon. Um, unless you wanted to go back to the PC thing. Uh, there, I don't know. There's something I was thinking about, but I can't remember. Either way, I couldn't even... I really wanted to finish the fourth one. I mean, I read the third one, and I remember my first thought about the third one. One of my first thoughts about it, because someone read the book, and they were like, yeah, there was like a 50-page scene where he's like forging the sword. Oh, yeah. And he's like, could have been a page and a half, like, or just half a page. When I was reading that, I was like, this is the dumbest thing. And I would like literally like skim the page and like go to the next and just like skim it. I was like, why am I reading this? Maybe because you already had like a preconceived notion. It it very well could have Because I didn't have that and I actually liked that. That happens to me a lot in books though. Like I I don't have patience really. Like I remember reading Chainfire (laughs) and I was like, when's Kalen come back? (laughs) Like (laughs) flipping through. I'm like, this is dumb. A whole book without Kalen? (laughs) For almost all of those books, I called her Kalan. <laughs> I did too. Until the show came out. I called her Kalan, and then before the show came out, you're like, it's pronounced Kalan. Well, I looked it up. Oh. Yeah, that must have been what it is, because I called her Kalan. Yeah, me too. And you're like, it's Kalan. And then it took me a long time to like get that in my head. Yeah. But there's a lot of words that I always said that were like, took me a long time to get the right pronunciation. Yeah, because they spell them weird. Yeah. And they don't give you any... <laughs> Like, like, like Wheel of Time yeah. gives you a damn glossary. Yeah, but even fact. before that, you're like, oh, it's naive. <laughs> it's Eggween. It's uh, Avienda. 
or Avenida. Yeah, Eguin was a hard one for me to get. Eguin, yeah, Nynaeve, right? Nynaeve? Yeah, it's Nynaeve. Uh, Avienda, I used to call her Avian, like Avienda or something. Ninety, if I used to call Dear God, I could not figure that one out. Matt? Uh, M-A-T? Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> That's just, I was like, mate. <laughs> um, the girls had the hard ones, because I used to call Nynaeve, I used to call her Nynaeve. Yeah. Egwin, I used to call, like, Egwin. <laughs> uh, yeah. The I yield, like, I used to say that weird too. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, how would you know? As, as well as I Sedai. That was the one. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I used to call it like E's Sedai or something. Yes, or E's CD or something. I don't know. So, yeah. Just a pointer to any authors out there. If you're going to have weird spell well, names, just have a little glossary in the back. Really. The glossary is good. That helped. The, the first book I ever read that had a glossary was Aragon, which really helped. Because there was like a few... Like, that put your stupid E. Reagan thing to bed. Remember you used to call it <laughs> E. Reagan? That did not put that to bed. You know why I didn't put that to bed? Why? Because I didn't say that was the pronunciation. I said I that's think that's how, how he came, came with to the that title. name. Because he, he was, like, typing a dragon. about dragons. And then he mistyped it and put an E instead of a D. Which is like, totally oh, reasonable because the E is right there. It's right there. And that's the only change in the word. Yeah. Pretty they reasonable. both have right, dragon, and then you have an E or a D. The rules right next to it. Yeah. E. Reagan. <laughs> it just still makes me laugh. E. Reagan. But uh, a lot of the words in that, especially like the magic words and like stuff like that, or like the town names, that was the first book I read that had a glossary. Like, I don't think Will of Time, or uh, Sword of Truth had a glossary. No, I don't think they did either. Like. No, otherwise we would have known how to spell, how to say Kalan. <laughs> Kalan? Yeah. Yeah, there was a few that were kind of hard to pronounce. Like I remember, like the Mord Sith always sort of threw me off for some reason. I guess that's easy. No, uh, okay, there's not hard words in this one. Never mind. Yeah, there weren't too many. I think there were a couple others, but I can't think of them. Do you know Sword of Truth was his debut book? Like he never wrote anything before that. <laughs> Isn't that crazy to think that Wizard's First Rule? Sorry, Wizard's First Rule is his first book. Isn't that crazy to think he wrote such a good book and it yeah. was his first one? And yeah. at the time, at the time, it was uh, it was like the highest selling like debut author like ever. Yeah, it was huge. What's weird is like you never hear about it anymore. You yeah, notice so that many people have bashed on that series. Why? Well, so many people have said he stole from Wheel of Time, which is bullshit. Like they're so so different. They're not even the same. No, not even. Close. And he finished his series first. Yeah. Like, there's, there's nothing other similar. Comparison, uh, other complaints about him, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, Wizards First Roll, Tristan got me that when I was like, mm, I don't know, young teens, I think. And I read that book, and it, it was my favorite book for like a solid 15 years, probably. It's still one of my favorites. Yeah. The first like, one that's is the, well, that's so one of the good. Only books I've read like three, four times. Name of the Wind, I've now read like three times, too. I've read Name of the Wind a lot. <laughs> Name of the Wind's my favorite by far. I think it's my favorite too. Uh, there's no beating that. I mean, it's just it's, it's so mind-boggling how good that book is. Really good. Like uh, I just love it. It just carries you. You don't even have to read it. You just open it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, gosh, I want the third one to come out. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, but Wizard's First Rule was great. Honestly, I think Wizard's First Rule was better than shit-ass Eye of the World. 
Eye of the World yeah. was like one of the worst ones in that whole series. I was going to say, I've, I, I don't I, even know how yeah. I finished that book. That was like sheer force of will. <laughs> I was going to say, there's uh, only so many hundreds of pages you could read about Rand and Matt running away and facing those fucking Trollocs and shit, and then Matt losing his mind to the dagger. What a dumb, like, I don't, that just whole, that whole bit, I was like, literally, literally this is Sam and Frodo <clears throat> escaping the Shire for 250 pages. <laughs> Like, that's what it was. They get split up from Tom, and then they have the flutes, and Matt juggles and Rand plays the flutes, or whatever. And the, and I was like, this is literally, I just feel like, fucking... No, that's cool. It was cool, but there's only so much... I hated, like, hearing about... I just, I don't know. It's weird, dude. It's like one of my... It's like one of my problems with Stephen King sometimes is that he, like, draws attention to, like, weird things... Mm. that, like, don't need to have that much attention on them, and it's like he spends an inordinate amount of time describing, like, the toothpaste... <laughs> or something like that. I'm just like that. <laughs> like, okay, great, Colgate. Yeah, did Colgate give you money for this? You piece of shit. <laughs> he spends two seconds talking about someone that came in and killed someone. <laughs> yeah. Or he talked about two seconds, or not two seconds. He spent an or uh, two seconds describing someone who came in and killed someone, and two hours describing someone who came while killing someone. You remember that yeah. in, in Dark Tower? That was like in the second book or something. Like, oh god, like how dumb. I just remember being like, "Is this necessary?" <laughs> I was like fourteen or fifteen years old, just like shocked at that. Like, I was like, I can understand because Stephen King's just like one of those guys who used to sit down at the typewriter and just crank away. He's yeah. like a classic old guard fiction writer, um, and so I can understand him sometimes, like. You just go with the flow, and sometimes you introduce something that works really well. But it's just like that whole scene was weird to me that this guy would like literally, and I quote, "cream his pants" uh, <laughs> while pushing people in front of buses and cars and trains. Yeah, his nickname was the Pusher. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. How stupid! <laughs> oh, Jesus, gosh, so gay. <laughs> so yeah, definitely not lesbian. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of waiting for time to throw it in there. But. Oh, but Wizard's First Rule is such a yeah. well written. So, tight so Wizard's book. First Rule and Faith of the Fallen definitely like two. Stone books. of Tears is really good too. Sorry, I have to say it. Gratch is a great character. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, those two are like yeah, and killing the Mrswith. Mrswith. How do you say Mrswith? Yeah. <laughs> Are the M's silent or do you pronounce the M's? Because there's three M's at the beginning of this word. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those two books stand out. Yeah, I like the other one too. But those two books stand out. But as a series, if I'm looking at both those uh, as a series, I like Wheel of Time's series more. But it doesn't have like the, as far as like individual books, like I definitely like Wizards First Roll the best. Well, you know what's weird is I, I don't even view them the same, and that's what I don't understand how people do it, because yeah. one feels like traditional, hard fantasy, and that's uh, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time feels like hard-boiled, classic um, fantasy. Yeah. It feels like Tolkien. It yeah, feels I was going like, to say, it's, it's like Middle-Earth. It feels exactly like Middle-Earth. Yeah. Uh, and they're great books, and you have great larger-than-life characters, Um and you have cool things happening, like distinct cultures and all this stuff. Sort of Truth focuses on, like, one guy, mm -hmm. like, for almost the whole series. And, you know, it's like, granted, 
as the later books go on, you get a few other point of view characters. But, and, you know, there are some larger than life things happening, but at the same time, Richard can barely do magic, even throughout the whole book. Rand fucking teleports to the opposite side of the world, often. <laughs> like, Rand is God, basically, in that book. Not an eye of the world. Eye of the world sucks. No, he is God, though. He's basically Jesus fighting Satan at the end of that book. Mm -hmm. Personally, the series didn't really take off for me until I read The Great Hunt. Yeah, number two. Yeah. But the first one, like I said, dude, I read it and I'm just like, this is... I've read the entire series twice now. Well, <clears throat> no, I didn't read the last book twice. Because I read the series again, waiting for the last book. Yeah, and? What was the point of you saying that? I really like the whole story as a whole. Like, Well, because it's epic. Any, I didn't skip anything. It's epic? Yeah. Well, I didn't skip anything. Just not done with it. <laughs> skip prologues. I'm trying to blame you. 150 prologue, 150 page prologue. Oh, yeah, don't do fuck that. Fuck that prologue, dude. And the problem is too. <laughs> but there's look, a lot of cool stuff that happens. Look, it's like I don't care what you say. Nobody cares about the prologue, the prologues in Game of Thrones until you read the book, and it's like, oh, I see how that played in. Yeah, like, it's dumb. You don't want to read about these dumb characters, especially now. The first one is the only prologue that matters. They go above the wall. They get killed by ice monsters or whatever. Oh, I thought you were talking about Wheel of Time. No, <laughs> I was like. Yeah, well, the prologue in Wheel of in the first the first prologue in Wheel of Time is good. I read yeah. that one. That's yeah, the only one. They strike into those hundred fifty page ones. But the second, like, if you listen to them on the audio book, or if you read it uh, through a second time, like after you've already finished the book, there's good stuff in there. Like, there's a character. Yeah, the general not, guy. Yeah, he's not in the books. He's only in those prologues, and he's a badass character. It's kind of cool, I guess, but just take the pro all the prologues out and create a standalone book. Like, put them together. Yeah. Like, create a standalone book. It'd still be 1,200 pages. Yeah, it's dumb. Like, just make those more chapters. Why does, why does he have to put a 150-page prologue? Yeah, I'm Good sorry, life. but I, I'm never going to put down a book that I loved where I read the characters that I love and pick one up and read 150 pages of shit that I don't care about. Like, I want to get right back to the characters. That's the best thing about the Dresden Files books. When I was reading them, when I was reading them, Ghost Story hadn't even... Oh, yeah, we should probably yeah. say Ghost Story hadn't even come out. and But you, you you read it, and as soon as you're done, you pick it up, and it's, Dres it's Dresden. You're reading the characters you love, like, yeah. right away. Well, that's what I love about Name of Wind. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It does it so well. Oh. It's always interesting. Just all him. Anyway, that's uh, all we have time for. Sorry, I didn't realize how late we were running. You can hit us up on Twitter, Red is Awesome to Jetplane. Email us at awesome at airpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. And call us at 657-888-3835. It's been Andy Brothers. I'm Rhett. I'm Jason. That's so lesbian. So lesbian. <laughs> <laughs>